Welcome to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a lifestyle YouTuber and health and wellness enthusiast. This is where we will have raw and unfiltered conversations around wellness, self-care, astrology, relationships, and career. Join me and be empowered to become your best self mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's time to manifest your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of Glow Radio. Today, I have a fun guest with me today. I said today twice. I have, I have Nicole joining me. She's a friend that I met sometime last year. We were actually just chatting about how we met. I think we met at an event the first time. And I'm excited to chat with her today because we are both Pisces. We are Pisces. both very into relationship talk spirituality so we're gonna chat all about it and I will get Nicole to first tell everyone about yourself for people who don't know you I don't know what to say (laughs) hi I'm Nicole um what are your goals in life (laughs) what are you like going through an episode of Mm self-exploration and yeah, that's it. I don't even know how to introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Pisces. I love all things spiritual. Yes. Fashion, aesthetics, deep, feely talks. I'm all about that Pisces ting. Yes. So you mentioned to me that you were going through like a whole like healing thing last year around, right? How did that start? Like, what kick-started it? It's actually very interesting how, like, everybody's spiritual awakening happens because I was, like, super into, like, work and, like, advancing my career and, like, everything to do with, like, capitalism, basically, Um, all the way up until, like, maybe 2018, And then that was, during that time, I was thinking of becoming, like, an influencer, but that had just come back from Paris. Um, I was on exchange in Paris. And I was like, oh, I need a part-time job. And I was meeting up with one of my friends, and she had, like, a spiritual psychic teacher who was looking for a social media manager. And, like, she didn't want to do the job, so she's like, oh, why don't you try it out? I was like, I don't know what the heck this is. Like, how do I build an online brand for a psychic? I have no idea. But then I was like, okay, let's, like, give it a try. So I ended up, like, chatting with um, her name's, like, Chloe, and she's, like, the loveliest person ever. So I I started working for her. I worked for her for, like, seven to eight months. And then during, like, the end of our time together, she was like, oh, like, I have, like, a summer mentorship program. And to me, like, back then, I was like, oh, like, mentorship, like, let's work, let's hustle, like, let's, like, have a mentor in life, because I just graduated, too. So I was, like, all, like, into it, but then I didn't really know, like, what I was getting into. Like, it was, like, to me, it was, like, career mentorship, which she kind of, like, sold it as that, too. Then I get into this mentorship, and it's, like, it's just counseling. Like, it's, like, therapy. And, like, I just 
didn't, I just like kind of went with it because I was like, oh, well, this sounds like it's good for you, right? Like figuring out who you are and like how to manifest money, like how to just like dig deep. First, and I did believe like you have, I've always been like into self-exploration and understanding different topics in life and myself. Well, actually not that much myself because I numbed my emotions, but anyways. Um, so I ended up doing this mentorship and I ended up actually like loving it. And then I ended up doing like the second edition of it. And then basically for like another seven months. So like just basically went to therapy for a year <laughs> without knowing and without intending to. <laughs> and then this whole time, it just so many like, so many wounds were like opening up because like my dad passed away around four years ago but like right when he passed away I got an opportunity to work in Hong Kong so imagine like I'm like a young 21 year old like attractive female who has a bomb ass job like I'm living best life like I literally went and I was like I'm gonna date hot men I want to drink I want to party I'm gonna travel I'm gonna make moves and I did like it was like the best year of my whole life still um and then I went to Paris and like my life was just like a whirlwind it was like but like all of that was stopping me from like processing the death of my dad so like there was a lot and also like he died from cancer and like all of that like I never processed and I used numbing myself trying to progress um, career wise as a way to show that I was doing okay to other people. But I was in so deep, like I didn't even know I was doing that. And because like the world kind of reinforces that like going after your career is good. Like you should go and like hustle, you should go and make money, be the top of like the food chain or whatever. And so there was a lot of like, almost like things that like supported me in being more numb, which is not that helpful for me now looking back. Um, so then that's kind of where it all started. Like I thought I was like making money moves <laughs> and then I ended up just like crying for a year. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. Oh my God. I can totally relate to what you said, like how you are advancing your career to kind of numb yourself almost. Like I see so many of those accounts on Instagram, like those girl bosses or like girls building empires or some like those accounts, like feel, feel <laughs> female hustlers and stuff. Nothing wrong with those accounts, but I feel like for me, I told you how I was in such a toxic relationship for 13 years. And I feel like I would use my career to like satisfy my needs because they weren't being met in my relationship. So I would like try to advance my career and like, because I wasn't happy. And then now like this, like this year, I feel like I am, I manifested my dream job, but I don't feel like this immense, like pressure or need to advance my career right at this moment because I'm happy and I'm like trusting that the universe will make it all happen in the right timing but what is your midheaven sign do you know the Leo baby oh interesting my midheaven is in Taurus okay I'm not super I was looking into midheavens but I'm not like 
it's I'm not super well versed in it. Interesting. So Midheaven is like your reputation, your career, kind of like what you what you want to be seen as, what you like to do in life. For me as a Taurus, like Tauruses are all about possessions and material things. So I love like aesthetics or things like interior design, like style. Um, and I feel like for Taurus midheavens, we need to have a dependable income to satisfy our wants and needs. And that's like so me. Leo, I'm I'm guessing, I don't know exactly about all the signs, but being a Leo. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I feel like it would be something like you want to be recognized in your for career. Sure. That's I probably need... Yes, for sure. And I never understood that. Sorry to take over the No, go for it. So, um just this last year, like obviously like I was going towards like certain goals in life that might have just been like me trying to satisfy like society's like pressures or like goals for me right Mm -hmm. but then I realized like I did that because I was good at it too like there's a portion of it that's like yes society has placed like expectations on me but I was genuinely quite good at it and I actually enjoyed a lot of it Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's like that recognition portion but I realized like the reason why I didn't feel happy in the last two years was because I wasn't getting recognized in the way that I wanted so there was that so maybe that is like okay wait I got it okay read (laughs) google Leo Midheaven Leo Midheaven has the tenacity and longevity to attain the lofty goals they aim for they know that persistence pays off They understand that whatever trials they go through in their journey will make them stronger. They are courageous and noble, but need to watch out for the possibility of becoming arrogant. Very true. Individuals born with this midheaven are very ambitious professionally and take pride in how they are perceived. They have the potential for leadership and executive ability. They may feel they are destined for greatness in some way. They appear competent even when they don't feel they are. They are known for their generosity and through experience have learned when it is appropriate to give. They are highly organized and have the ability to understand the big picture as well as the fine details. When they feel insecure, however, they can be very stingy and tend not to share the information and leadership with those around them. Yeah, possible career choices in government, sales, acting, management, teaching, or business. Well, that's everyone. That makes sense. I have a Chiron in Leo, so I feel like I can relate to some of that. Leo energy, I guess. Yeah, like I feel like, well, because Chiron is like what your biggest um, challenge is in life, right? Like what you need to overcome. Do you know your Chiron sign? My Chiron. Oh my god. (laughs) But my Mars is also in Leo. I remember that. Yeah, I feel like I can sense your Leo slash Pisces vibes. Really? I feel like, like myself, maybe because I know I spend the most time with myself. Um, I'm, I'm realizing more and more as I grow up, I'm a mix of Pisces and Aquarius. Because I'm Aquarius and mm-hmm. Mercury and Venus and Aquarius. And like, I always say like, mean, bitchy things. And then like, oh my God, why did I hate that? Like, I did not mean it in that mean way. But it just, I just feel like saying it interesting I have a my Mars is in Aquarius 
and I actually have an Aquarius stellium. Like I have two what other Aquarius. <laughs> it's a I have three Aquarius signs in my chart, so mm-hmm. then it makes it even stronger. But it's like the outer planets. Mm-hmm. But have you looked into the side real zodiac, like the Ayurvedic? It's like the um, I think it's Ayurvedic, like the olden day. No, I don't think I have. The olden day astrology, everything is kind of shifted one month because, like, the modern day astrology has taken into account that shift. Oh, it's kind of like Chinese, like, birthdays. Like, kind of. Old so when I, yeah. It's shifted by one month. Yeah, so when I looked up my side reel, I think that's what it's called, uh, astrology, I'm still a Pisces sun, but I actually have a Leo moon and a Leo rising. And I have a Aquarius Venus, and I think Capricorn Mars. That's and, very interesting. And maybe and I think it's a Pisces, a uh, Pisces Mercury. It's very interesting to see because I feel like maybe that's why I feel like I have a little bit of those tendencies. I still relate to more of like the modern day astrology, but maybe that's why I feel that. And then also like my boyfriend is a Leo, so. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, so I feel like that's why I'm attracted to him, maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, my Chiron is in Virgo. Interesting. Hmm, I feel like if the, your Chiron is in Virgo, do you right? constantly feel like you're, like, critical of yourself, critical of others, hard on yourself? So that was basically, yeah, like, a main reason for the breakup, like, if I were to take responsibility for, like, what I feel like I messed up on was, like, I don't know why. Like, it just makes so much sense to me to be critical. Like, I'm like, why don't you want to be your best? (laughs) I'm a Virgo moon, Virgo rising. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) I'm like, if you're not going to be late to your business meeting, why would you be late to meet your girlfriend? Oh, my God. I feel like this this topic has come up so much among me and my friends. This whole lateness thing, because okay, my boyfriend is like very on time, and he hates it when like people are late, and he can't stand being it's late. It's because he's a Leo. My Leo friends are like he they has. Know. He also has a Virgo Venus, so I think that's why I can we kind of relate. Because I feel like as the Virgo side of me is like that too. I hate being late, whatever, whatever. To me, it's not about being late. It's about communication. Mm-hmm. Late. It's called respect. Like, why would you? It just like grinds my gears because it's just like, why would you allow that other person not to feel like in the loop? Like, I get it. Right? Like, it's it's disrespectful. Like, I understand you have things you might be going through and you can't like send a message and all those things, but it's like, is it that hard to send a little message so that that person's feelings are accounted for? No, I totally get that. Yeah, I'm like, if you're going to be late, just tell me. Just just tell me. And tell me exactly how late you're going to be. Yes. And they <laughs> not be later than that late time. That's interesting because I feel like, but sometimes like as a Pisces, I feel like Pisces are very avoidant in this area. Like they're like more easy, like they're more flowing and like Pisces are late a lot. But for me, I think my Virgo side, what? my ex <laughs> but my Virgo side like really balances that out I think that's why I don't like that or I like to communicate if I'm gonna be late because it just stresses me out 
I'm late a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just feel like, I just feel like it's just respectful to like yes. tell people things and like treat others how you want to be treated. Exactly. But like you said, it might be the Virgo Chiron. I'm just like super critical about myself, expecting perfection in myself, and then expect expecting perfection in others. But I'm not not understanding. So. No, I get that because I have both sides. Like, I feel like my Virgo side is only negative if I'm in a bad mood. Like, if I'm if I feel like I'm not being taken care of, if I don't feel safe in a relationship, that's when I become extra critical and nitpicky, and I'll be like, "Why aren't you doing this?" I'll become more calculating, but I'm not like that normally. Like at my core, I'm a Pisces. Like I'm so easygoing loving forgiving but it's when you trigger me that my Virgo's like oh my god why don't you do this or like you know I'm pretty critical like even if I'm not triggered yeah so <laughs> probably because you have it as a Chiron like Chiron's different because it's literally your challenge and struggle in life and I don't do it very like or maybe just to me I don't do it very intensely but I probably do but like for me, it's just like, I'm willing to communicate it and I'm willing to understand why that person's not doing it. So maybe that's where my Pisces comes through. Like, like tell me, like, why don't you think this needs to be done? Like, yeah. or like, if you really don't want it to be done in that way, then come up with a good enough explanation for me. But maybe that that's too sense. much for some people, right? Like, I find that some people don't like to talk about how they feel you know maybe traumatic traumatic childhoods yes I feel like back before I guess in my career I've noticed that this has come out a lot like I used to be someone who doesn't like to speak up or like voice my opinions and I realized it's because in my childhood every time I brought up something, it would blow up into a big argument or I would be disregarded. And I and I feel like I attracted that energy in my toxic relationship as well because every time I brought up something, it would be a huge argument. And only recently in my current job, I've learned to like set healthy boundaries because I've seen like other people disagree with each other and it doesn't have to be a huge deal. Like, you can be a sane human and have a healthy communication even if you disagree or if you want to say no to something, which is very, like, new to me. I feel like, for me, like, I never, because I never was in, like, I just got out of my, like, first relationship. Um, I feel like, for me, I also felt that way. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know how to say certain things. So it could come out quite aggressive. Like, you know, like when you're trying to like do something different, something that might be scary and something that's like good for you, you're gonna be like a deer, like a baby deer, like a Bambi. Like you're not gonna understand how to do it perfectly or like in a nice, like careful, well, like a little gift. Like you're not gonna wrap it nicely. It's gonna be messy. That's what I learned. And I think like a lot of times you just, like, if you have people around you who get it, then they get it. But if they don't, then, like you said, it's, like, a fight. Like, you just need somebody who's, like, super patient with you. And, like, if you're already trying your best, then, like, that's all you can really do. Like, you're, totally. you're not trying. 
Totally. I feel like, and I feel like the healthier that we become, like we tend to attract those types of healthy people. Cause I feel like lately in my life, I don't have anyone that I feel like is draining or unhealthy or would respond in like that negative way, which I'm like very thankful for. Maybe but, you're just so used to it. <laughs> oh no, you're so used to it. Maybe like you said, he was, he was like that person, that kind of. Yeah, before he was like very, yeah, like my ex was very toxic and like very crazy, like not crazy, but like didn't know how to have healthy communication. And now that I'm, I've experienced that, I'm like, I will never put up with that ever again with anyone do you feel like you were, like, do you feel like you both were just, like, incompatible? Or was it just, like, you needed that experience to learn certain things within yourself, too? Like, I feel you, like it's a yeah. little bit of both. Like, I do feel like I learned so much from that. Like, I don't regret it, even though it was 13 years of my life. I feel like I would not be the same right now if I didn't go through that like I don't think I would have attracted my dream man and like appreciated this relationship as much or like knew how to communicate if I didn't go through those 13 years of hell but I also feel (laughs) but I also do feel like we were incompatible in a way because he couldn't satisfy my needs and I probably triggered him in a bunch of ways like I definitely did so I feel like we were just both unhealthy people at that time and being very toxic towards each other like it wasn't all just him but it it was like me triggering him too so what was your attachment style that you found out I found that I'm like a between anxious and secure and I would say right now like in my relationship with my boyfriend I'm pretty secure and I've this is the first time I've ever experienced this. Like, I feel so calm in the relationship. And, like, even when we're not together, I'm not, like, oh, my God, I have to see him. Like, I feel like my love tank isn't full. Like, I feel like I'm secure and safe, even when he's not around, because I know what he's doing. He talks to me. He texts me all the time. And, like, my ex would never do that. Like, he literally is such an Aquarius. He would just not even reply my text messages and forget about them. Aquarius? Girl, you're Pisces. Why are you dating Aquarius? <laughs> well, you I have a little grave. <laughs> but I have a lot of Aquarius traits, you know? So I can see why I was attracted to him before. He, he had a Taurus moon, but it yeah. was very, it was very unhealthy, yeah. though. Those Earth moons get us. Those earths, earth placements with like an air sign always get us. <laughs> my current, because my current boyfriend is a, is a Leo, but he has a Sagittarius moon and a Libra rising. He's not burning you alive? No, he's so, I think he, he's a Libra rising. So he's actually very calm and like very, uh, yeah, very controlled. I'm like very surprised for a, for a fiery sign, you know? That's true. Well, like, my ex was a Sagittarius, but he was, like, pretty chill. He just gets a little bit road rage. <laughs> Fire signs always have road I'm rage, like, I find. I'm like, can you just let it go? I don't want that energy in my space. I was enjoying the car ride. 
Oh my god. So okay, so you said that you were going through all this healing therapy with this mentor. What were some of the things that you learned or what did she teach you? What techniques? Well, the main, like the biggest thing was like even getting into meditation. Like meditation itself for my journey at least has changed into a lot of different types. But like just even being open to meditation and then understanding like what it's like to do it for a long time and I mean, like, consistently over, like, months with, like, a teacher who's, like, providing you with different meditations who are, are that are catered to, like, the thing that, or the topic that you're exploring that week or that month. Um, and then not having that and then not really committing to a meditation routine and how, like, I act in the day-to-day. And then kind of going back to, like, deep meditation. There was, like, I realized, like, that was, like, a main thing, like, Meditation is great. I think for me, at least, I need it, but I think I need different types at different times. And I think everybody does. Um, And another thing was like, in meditation is like sitting with silence. There was like a period of time where I literally preferred silence um, over listening to music. I felt so happy. Like I was so happy and so zen because I was so present and like one of the practices that she taught me was like okay if you're feeling like whatever way when you're in that presence like while you're in that presence start noticing your the presence of other souls like people and like noticing them like do you ever know I don't think people notice enough like when you're on a train those people like they're people like those people are people and they all have their own stories. Have you taken a moment right now to even acknowledge that? So like, that was really, I like that practice a lot. It's very nice, like just to like, acknowledge someone's presence, but like, actually acknowledging, like being aware that this person has a story, has a life that's completely different than yours, and that you're right now in front of them. Like that is really nice. It's very, very like calming. Because it brings you into the present moment. Like, you have to. You're, like, there. I yeah. feel like I used to do that a lot, actually, when I was younger. Like, when I was a kid, I would, like, observe a lot. And then just, like, I don't know, maybe that's my Pisces mind, being very, like, imaginative and just thinking about people's lives and people watching. That's a good reminder. I feel like I haven't done that a lot. Well, also because we haven't been outside a lot because of the pandemic. Yeah, but also it's, like, like I notice for myself when I'm in like, like you said, like healthier periods of my life where I feel more like, like I have a hold of my life and I feel good about myself. I don't, like I, I naturally want to listen to music. Like I kind of want to get lost more instead of like forcing myself to like feel the heartbeat of a stranger. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, after my breakup, I started listening to music again. I haven't really listen to music for a really long time like towards the end of my relationship just because you need that space you're like I just need clarity yeah and also I felt like my ex was very critical of my music choices so it just made me like very self-conscious of it and then after I wasn't like I feel like he gaslighted me so much because after that relationship 
my friends would like listen to to my music and they'd be like, oh my God, I love this song. Like, what is it? And I was like, oh my God, you love my music? I'd be so shook because I was so used to being criticized by my ex. I wonder like what, like, do you feel like when you were in that relationship? Well, cause it's like, it was 13 years, right? I feel like maybe, did you feel like a part of you, like you didn't even get that chance to build your self-esteem as a person without like someone like criticizing you all the time? like watching you or being there with you in that journey. Like that's very pressuring. Totally. I feel like I did, like I was trying to do a lot of self-development by myself in that relationship, but he was definitely holding me back. Like I felt like every time I made some progress and I would share it with him, I would just feel bad about it. Or he would say something that like didn't feel supportive to me even though he said he was supportive like he was supportive but also I think because of his own insecurities it just came out and he projected it onto me and then because I'm so sensitive I feel like I was just very triggered all the time for example like he would think that I was talking behind his back or saying negative things about him to my friends when I meet them And when we were actually together, I never said anything negative about him to any of my friends. But that's, I did think those things. Like, I was very Virgo, you know? Like, I'm always very, I was criticizing him a lot, like, to his face. But I wouldn't ever say it to other people. And then he said it so much that it made me feel like I was doing that. And then after I got out of that relationship, my friends told me, they were like, yeah, you never said anything negative about him when you guys were together. I know it's like it was like I was hypnotized even like you know like it was just bad yeah that makes me feel a little bit better I'm sorry but like it makes me feel a little bit better about my last relationship at least like I know it wasn't like so bad because like you always question yourself after like a relationship ends you're like did I make such a bad choice like why did I make that choice then if like it had to end in such pain but like yeah, I feel that. I feel like the whole gaslighting thing, I was like, am I a gaslighter? And I literally looked up because I take responsibility for shit that I do. Like, sure, maybe in the moment when I'm like being all like angry and stuff, I'll say things. But like, who doesn't say things during an argument? Right? Like, it's important how you come back. I think yeah. that's more important. Um, and then, yeah, so like, I would feel like, oh, did I, like, manipulate my boyfriend or gaslight him or, like, whatever or my ex? And I would look it up, and I was like, I don't think I did that. And then I would be like, oh, I must be a narcissist because I don't think that I do things that I actually do that hurt people because they told me they I hurt them. And I'm like, but, like, did I? And I'm just like, did I do that or did I not do that? I don't even know what I did. Oh my god, that's such a Virgo mind. I feel like it's like overanalyzing because I can relate to that because I'm like so aware and like analyzing everything. I think for me, where does that come from mind? Maybe my Scorpio rising? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it could be your Virgo Chiron because that does sound like a very Virgo thing. It only comes out when I don't understand something. I need to understand something to make peace with it in a way that I understand. Hmm. So it's hard for me to move on. Everyone's like, why? Like, you're not a psychologist. You don't need to, like, figure out what happened and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I do. Like, until I figure this out on my own, 
and have a concrete answer, it's not like I cannot emotionally move on. But once I figure out, I'm never coming back. Like, I don't know what side that is. Maybe it's an Aquarius thing, too, because I feel like I do that. Yeah, very logical. I always felt like my love was very logical in the sense that, like, it's not like I understand like unconditional love, but I always feel like I need reasons for why someone likes me or loves me. You can't just love me. I'm so sorry. You need to tell me exactly why. And I will tell you exactly why I love you. Hmm. Maybe that is an Aquarius thing. Because I feel like Aquarius are very yeah, logical and detached from their feelings. I've been told I'm cold when I'm having deep conversations <laughs> when the other person is trying to address their feelings. I'm like, if I don't detach, my Pisces and Cancer Moon emotions are going to overwhelm this conversation and it's gonna I'm gonna make it all about me. So well, I feel like that's something good like that you've learned because like you don't want to be overly emotional. I find like water signs are so irrational, you know, like, like when, why don't you care about me? Like especially when they're mad or upset. It's like I feel like I see my Aquarius come out if I'm extremely mad. Like when I used to have oh, arg- yeah, yeah, yeah. When I had arguments with my mom, like when I was younger and it would be like World War Three. But then I'd be like, okay, well, like, let's come up with a solution then. Like, let's let's take a step back and, like, you're telling me this, then why don't I do this, you know? But my mom, in the past, like, she's not like this anymore now. We can communicate. But in the past, because my mom is a Scorpio, but she has a Cancer Mars. And I feel like that Cancer Mars, and she has a Scorpio Mercury. So I feel like the Cancer Mars comes out and the Cancer and Aquarius is just, like, incompatible. That's messy. The funny thing, I recently learned, I talked to my mom, and I recently learned that she has a Libra moon and a Libra rising. So now I understand, because I used to think she was so inconsistent when I was younger. I was like, how come sometimes you, like, blow up, and how come sometimes you're, like, chill? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's because you have a Libra moon. Like She doesn't want conflict. Doesn't mean there's no conflict inside. She just wants you to like her yeah or she she holds it inside or and like she will like wait until she's super angry before she blows up she doesn't do that anymore like this was literally like decades ago I feel like we've solved through our problems a lot it's like such a redeeming conversation with her but I'm just like understanding more because I literally I had this conversation with her last week because she wanted to talk to me about my childhood traumas like she suggested it because she's been seeing seeing me talk about it a lot and my mom's pretty spiritual like she's Christian and she's a very spiritual person so I think she's like very open to these conversations because she's had a lot of healing done and then I was just so shocked because that conversation was so smooth also because I feel like I've released a lot of anger so I'm not like bitter at my mom anymore or like holding resentment I wasn't triggered but if she asked me like five years ago to have a conversation with her I probably would have taken her words the wrong way and then just been angry I totally feel that I've had some pretty like redeeming conversations and like healing with my mom too in the last two years that's why I feel like the last two years were like even though they're messy and like super unwanted for what I viewed, like, for, like, what I thought I wanted my timeline to look like, 
I felt like, oh, I like wasted so much time. And like, why did I have to like do nothing and just heal? But it's like, wait, like, that's huge. Like you need to heal. Like you need to learn and you need to know how to fall in love. Like your life can't just be like achievement after achievement after achievement. Chiron and Mars and Leo. (laughs) Have you heard of the Saturn return? Oh, yes. Someone told me about it. It was like when everything like resets or something or like when you when you finally like become like that person that you are after like a bunch of messy stuff. Yeah, like the Saturn return when it happens in your chart. Like Saturn is the planet of like responsibilities, limits and stuff. It's like a very serious uh, planet, right? So when it happens, it usually happens around like every 27 years-ish. So I feel like during that time in your life, people go through a lot of like breakups, career changes, like just like life-shaking things because like it's the universe trying to teach you your lessons and if you don't learn them you're going to be like stuck in that rut but if you do learn them that's why you might go through those things like the breakups the career changes like whatever it may be and I feel like that's what me and a lot of my friends went through in the last like few years because we're around this age I feel that and as a Pisces I don't know for other Pisces but I'm pretty sure it's similar we go through shit way earlier than everyone else like things that people went through when they're like in their late or like in their yeah late 20s we go through in like mid to early 20s like I don't even know like I just feel like all these things that I had to go through I'm like why did I have to go through like five years before everyone else I totally get that I feel like when I talk to my friends a lot of the things that they're learning now or they're getting now I'm like oh my god I totally went through that already like five years ago <laughs> or like you we kind of tend to project or like introject so we like can learn things without even experiencing them Mm -hmm. fully like we just understand concepts and like we're just old as fuck souls (laughs) did you do your soul age quiz no I haven't said that to me yeah like you're it's like either zero to ten I'm an eight so basically the higher you are on the soul age um on the soul age scale you have different like purposes in that in that lifetime so maybe like each lifetime you either go up or you stay in that soul age until you learn the lesson you need to learn at that soul age which is very interesting so apparently i'm at like an eight so my purpose in life is to help others reach a higher soul age that's why i want to be a therapist and i want to like into i want deep healing for the world And I want to be the one to do it because I already learned all those lessons in my previous, like my past life. And then now I need to be the one to like help people evolve their soul age. You were saying that you wanted to be a therapist and before you wanted to do something else, you wanted to be like an influencer. How did you like, what is your career mindset right now? Like how did you come up with what you wanted to do and like, what are your goals? Right. Well, I feel like most of my life, I was always interested in fashion, but I honestly was never like super ambitious when I was in my like teenage years. I thought like, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor or like, oh, maybe I'll do this or that. Like it was never like, I have a calling. Like I worked on it since I was five, like, which is 
interesting where like my drive suddenly kicked in when I was like around 17 to 18. Um, and like, since that time, I just thought like, oh, I want to go into like go into business. And I thought I would do something that allows me to make money. Cause I was like, at that time, like my family was going through some fa family struggle or financial struggles. And then like, I felt really scared. And so like my mindset was like, oh, like do something in business to like always know how to make money. So then I still had like a battle within myself cause like nothing that I was learning or, or the industries and like experiences that I had within the school I went to really gave me like a creative outlet. So I couldn't really like link what I was learning and my experiences with the fashion industry, like even though I wanted to, but in the end, like everything I did was kind of linked to fashion. Like I interned at a PR company in New York and like, fashion and like um even in like Vancouver I would like work at a private label and it was just like like a brand and I would do like all these like business related things in fashion but I couldn't really like pinpoint why I didn't love what I was doing like even though on the surface it was everything that I was interested in like working in fashion and then I would just find my place in fashion like what's the hard part like I grew up being really good at styling and I thought maybe like I could do some styling or whatever. But then like a lot of the motivations I had like throughout my exploration of my career was based on like recognition too. Like it was hard for me because it's like I want to make money, but like for me it's more important to be seen. Like Leo mid heaven. How, how do people see my job was important to me and how it, fit, it fits with my identity like is like the image I'm creating for other people, what I wanted to be. And that was really important to me for some reason. Um, so in a way, I feel like maybe I went the wrong way because there was always like, I always knew I was good at deep talks and I was like good at like digging deep and like being with people in terms of giving advice, but I never really took it like a step further because I kind of, just felt like, oh, I need a flashy job. Like, that's what I thought. Um, so then I kind of like, I don't even know <laughs> what happened, but um, I suddenly like was trying to think of what I wanted to do next after I worked in Hong Kong for a year because I decided like maybe corporate, the corporate life wasn't for me. Because like once I saw what it was like, I realized it might have just been like a facade. Like I couldn't see myself working like 10 to 20 years and then just getting that office at the corner, you know, maybe that wasn't me. Um, so then I was like, Oh, what can I do now? Like I was trying to figure out, figure myself out. And that at that time was when like Instagram was getting really big and like people were like, Oh, everyone can be an influencer. Like here are all the hacks and like all of that stuff. And I just like fell right in and like fed that part of me that wanted to be seen, wanted to like, have a flashy lifestyle and like being a Mars and Leo, like I'm like, I'm going to get that. And I'm going to like show people I could get that. And I did like, I did so many like awesome things that I had wanted. Like at that time, my dreams were just like, get, get free, free product and get paid. Like that was my main goal. And then I like did end up getting paid and did end up getting like free product and like working with like, brands I could never imagine myself working with for like somehow. And I have no idea how, 
Um, but then like towards the point where like I needed to make it sustainable because I graduated, um, I started feeling like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, not safe, but like just wasn't a realistic dream at that time. Like it wasn't a realistic source of income, first of all. And it wasn't like, honestly, like at that time, I just didn't really know what to do. So I thought maybe I would go into like social media management since it would help me stay in that field. Like while I got famous, like that was basically what the plan was for the last two years or three years. I don't know. Um, but then like the more I did it. And then once I started seeing like the mentor and like, um, all that while, like still having like a dream of becoming like a fashion influencer and like being at the top, like I couldn't just be a fashion influencer. I had to be at the top or else it's not worth it for me. That's just how I always did everything. Um, and then as time went on, I just started questioning a lot of it. Cause like it wouldn't like the opportunities wouldn't show up in the ways that I wanted, no matter how hard I tried. And I felt like I followed like to a T like everything. Like I would spend like hours staying up until 5 AM just researching how to like build a successful brand. And like, I literally did everything. And then I just felt like it wasn't, going anywhere I think you wrote that to I wrote about it in like one of your posts you're like it just wasn't very similar to me yeah it wasn't giving you the opportunities you wanted or like where you saw yourself after doing all that hard work and I think the main thing for me that woke me up and like uh, helped me finally kind of let go a little bit of my like obsession with being an influencer was that first of all a lot of people are getting opportunities because of certain life circumstances. And like, as much as you want to hate on that, rich people get richer. Like, it's just the way it is. And like, you just need to work with what you have and be happy with that or else you're going to basically blow up. Like, you're just going to blow up. You're just going to feel so like unfair and I think a main thing that came out from that was because I was working and winning in such a small bubble like within my university I felt like I I got to the top in how I wanted to but now I'm competing with the fucking world like what like what are you expecting right like there's a lot of people who have a leg up over you and if you keep comparing yourself with them you're never gonna feel like you're enough so that was like a main demon that I kind of battled for the last two years in terms of career and oh there was like a main point I was gonna say like a main reason why I let go of it oh yeah it was because I realized that not only was I not getting the opportunities I wanted those opportunities that I did get were not actually fulfilling I think that was like a main like wake up because I remember in one session with my with the spiritual teacher that I worked with I was like I don't know like why I don't feel like I'm going fast enough. Like I'm not getting like, I'm not hitting all those like targets that I want to hit. Like I'm not getting the, like to the places that other people are getting to, even though I'm working really hard. And she's like, well, who said you're not? And then I'm like, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, have you ever stopped to like appreciate the things that you worked hard for and got? And she's like, do you think that other people who have like more followers than you 
or subscribers than you are happy? Like, have you ever checked in with them? Are they happy? And I'm like, boom. Like at that time, I didn't even really know. Like I did, but I was so like blinded by my greed that like I couldn't let go of it. Like I could not let go of my greed of more, more. Like I need more, I need more. I need to do it quicker than everybody, faster than everyone, more than everybody. Then I can prove that I'm better or like good enough, right? That was basically a whole thing. So I battled with that for like two years, just like working odd part-time jobs and like just not feeling great about myself at all. And I did a little bit of that YouTube thing and I just was like, and I stopped because of coronavirus, but like, and I thought a lot in the last few months and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't have to try so hard. Like, if I have to try so hard in my whole life, I'm just going to die at some point before I need to die. Like, am I going to die? That's what I was wondering. I was like, maybe I'll just blow up at some point. And I, it was so bad because I didn't have any hobbies. Like, people would ask me, like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, I like to work on my career. Like, that's problematic as fuck. That's me though. That's so my life. Oh I, my God. I, I said it, it. I always thought of it in like a bougie way too. I was like, um, I work on my career, and you have. Oh, you like going skating? Like, look at you. Like, go live your poor ass life. But I was like, no, look at you. You go live your poor ass life. Like, other people are enjoying themselves. Have you been happy for the last eight years? Genuinely not really and so like yeah it just took like a lot of like not doing anything and like just there's no other way but to not do it just don't do anything then I just started thinking like oh what would I like to do that makes me enough money to live the lifestyle I want and is sustainable like isn't that so much more fulfilling like doesn't that make you happy like you feel safe like you you do the work it pays off that's fulfillment. Stop searching for like that hamster wheel, right? I'm not saying like I couldn't be a famous fashion influencer someday. Who knows, right? But it's not gonna be on your timeline. It's not gonna be on your accord. You've done everything you need to do and just let like the gods take the fucking wheel. Cause like clearly you taking the wheel isn't getting you anywhere. Oh my god, I feel like I can relate to that so, so much. Like, that's very similar to, like, my mindset, and I feel like you put it in really good words. Because, yeah, like, I feel like I'm at such a different place now with everything. I feel like back, like you were saying, I also wanted to be a social media influencer. I wanted to be a YouTuber. Like, I also wanted to do, like, fashion before when I was still in school. And then I moved to, like, health and fitness. I was a personal trainer for about five years. And I was doing like, the whole YouTube thing like you. I was researching all the things, like, SEO, how to do this, learning from all, like, the gurus. Nothing was going, like, the way I wanted to. And when I finally let go of it, like, cause I broke up with my ex and then I moved in with my best friend and I was like, I need to pay rent. And like, I can't just keep doing these entrepreneur projects that aren't sustainable for me right now. Not saying that I won't ever be an entrepreneur. I, I still want to in the future, but I need something that's going to make me happy right now and pay the bills. 
And once I let go of that and I wrote a manifestation list, instead of being like, I must be a YouTuber, I was like, I want to work at a place where I have cool coworkers, where I have a supportive boss who I can learn a lot from. I did write like my salary requirements, like my vacation pay and just all kind of, kinds of stuff like that. And then I landed my dream job. Like now I work at like a YouTube production company, which I feel like is very satisfying because I'm still able to do all the things that I want, but in a very unexpected, different way. And also, I feel like with my own YouTube and like the podcast, like I still love for me, it's like I love documenting my life and I love like sharing about it. And it was actually my boyfriend that made me realize like early on in our relationship, he was like, don't do it for anyone else. Like do it for yourself. And I literally like sobbed when he told me that because I was like, yeah, like I want to do this just because I enjoy keeping a diary. Like it's not, before I kept looking for recognition. I was like, I want people to see it. Like what do people like? I need to create something that will please other people. But now I'm like, I don't even care about that. Like I will document something and post it on YouTube if I enjoy it for myself. Like I don't even care if anyone watches it because I'm just doing it for my own enjoyment. And that's so new because you're not used to honoring your own happiness basically. You're just so used to like, oh, like I need to do this for like a beneficial purpose, whether it's like financial or like um, fame or like uh, just validation. It's just validation. That's what social media is. And it's like, well, oh, my grandma said like a really good point when I was like just starting out. Grandmas always know. (laughs) Um, When I was just starting out, she's like, don't stress over something that's not feeding you. And I was like, holy shit (laughs) but at that time I was like what do you mean like I want if I don't work hard I'm gonna be falling behind like if I don't like work twice as hard as everyone else like how am I going to like have a leg up or like whatever but it's like a lot of people don't get famous and the money and opportunities that they have because they knew that they were gonna get it that's just facts like do you think Steve Jobs knew his like Apple he just wanted to create a device that was user-friendly. And he just dedicated his life to that. And then he got tons of fucking money now. Well, he's passed away too. But see, like, there's a lot, right? And I think, like, one thing I also learned was, like, the, um, what's that word? The value of balance in life. Yes. Like, why do you have to make it so hard on yourself? It's like, oh, no, it's all or nothing. It's because they've, like, the world has created this whole, like, narrative that, like, quit your job, go all in, then you're going to get it. Well, it's like, no, like, what if I just want to take my time and have a well-paying job and still go for it? Exactly. What if I get further than you because you're burnt out at 25 and dead, and I'm not? Then I get all the monies at 40, so life is long, like... <laughs> All your life to do that stuff. I, it took me so long to realize that. Like, I always want to fast track everything. I want to fast. Like, you want it now. Like, if I don't get it before I'm 30, like, why would I do it anyways? Totally. Because I was looking into, like, all those, like, Forbes 30 under 30. And then I'm like, shit, I only have a few years left, you know? Like, <laughs> guess what? There's, like, a billion people on this earth. And there's only 10 of those people on that list. So, don't hate yourself too much. No, I totally get it. And I feel like right now I'm learning the balance of like, 
I feel like there's two parts to this. Like every, I agree with what you said, but I'm also like learning a lot about manifesting and like having that positive mindset and, but not hanging on to it so tightly. Like you can be like, I am an abundant person. I attract like-minded positive people. I attract abundance, but it's not like I must be rich or like I will die, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard yeah. to explain. Like, there's a difference and there's a balance between, like, having an abundant mindset and then being so, like, high-strung and being, like, I have to be rich, I have to be famous, or else, like, I'm going to die or something. Yeah. I've been through both types of mindsets because I think it's actually a natural uh, process, like, a natural step in the process of integrating manifestation and um, working with spirituality because you're, if you're, especially like if you're someone who like does well and like you, you've always gotten that gold star, you know, in school, you're going to feel like, oh, this exciting new concept of like manifestation. Like if I just put all my energy and like always make sure that I'm high vibration, always like doing, thinking positive thoughts, like I'm going to get what I want. It's like, that's not true. And even if you try your best, sometimes you're just dealt with unlucky circumstances I'm so sorry but like it's how you see them right you can always get something similar to what you want out of life out of everything you're given I think that was like a really big lesson for me because it's like even if you're given everything you wanted and you don't know how to appreciate it then you're stuck right someone could be super rich have everything they want and then be like oh why am I so why, why do I never get what I want? Like someone could clearly like honestly say that. And I think like, like you said, it's like you need to balance being able to have hope. I think it's just hope. It's like having hope for your life is always going to win not having hope in your life. And I think that's what faith is. It's like, I have faith that everything is for me, but I'm not going to try to control or try to map out what, god or the universe has planned for me because i don't know what's best yeah i feel like it's it's funny because like i talk a lot about like me manifesting my dream job and my dream man this year or at the end of last year and i feel like it all happened when i was least expecting it and in a way where i wasn't expecting because even though i put that manifestation out there like i wrote out that list or whatever and i was working on myself but it was very loose. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, I must get this by this day or something. I'm like, I just trust that the universe will give it to me whenever is the best time. And it ended up like happening very quickly, like sooner than later. And I realized that about my health too. Like this year I've been going through so many health issues. And in the beginning I was kind of like, very hung up on deadlines I was like I want to be healed by this day you know I want to be healed by this month I've gone through this last year and I was healed by this time I'm like why can't I do it this year but that was adding like unnecessary stress to me and I'm like who knows how long I'm gonna have to live with these health issues I need to still be able to live my life and enjoy myself even when I'm going through this and when I'm healed I'll be healed. Like it's it's up to the universe, not up to me. What's going on? Like what's going on with your health? 
so much stuff. I honestly feel like it's because of my past traumas coming up from my ex and my childhood. So I'm dealing with so many things. One thing, main thing I would say is histamine intolerance, which I recently found out about. It's basically like histamines are what your body releases to protect itself. So you release a lot of histamines and you can get like hay fever symptoms. So my allergies used to be really bad, but now it's gotten worse where I get like migraines, dizziness, anxiety, like my body can't really regulate its temperature. And it, it, a lot of foods make it act up, literally like so many things make it act up. So I've been having to watch what I eat and it also leads to like a lot of hormonal imbalance. So my periods were very irregular and I also have adrenal fatigue, which means like my body was overstressed and the adrenal glands are, are responsible for managing like your cortisol and stress. So I'll be like wired at nighttime when I'm supposed to sleep and like very tired during the day. And it's like a, it's like an abnormal amount of tired. It's not just like, oh my God, I'm tired today because I didn't get enough sleep. It's like a chronic stress. And I have candida, <laughs> candida overgrowth, which is like overgrowth of bacteria in your gut. So for me, that can lead to fatigue as well. And for me, it also leads to a lot of itchiness, especially down there, which is very annoying. So that also acts up whenever I eat too much sugars or even healthy carbs. So just like all this stuff going on, and it sounds like very crazy, and I kind of don't like explaining it to people but I feel like my mentality though is actually good like I'm like in a positive space I feel like I've been doing so much healing mentally and even though my body is like going whack right now I'm still pretty happy you know like I have some good days and bad days but overall generally I am so much happier than I was in the past 13 years of my life well that's good sorry for making you bring it up no, it's okay. I, I'm okay with talking about it here. Like, I love sharing about it on my podcast. It's more like when someone meets me in real life and uh, and they're like, you know, try and because then I'm like, I have to tell you like an essay. <laughs> like, I, I cannot think of are my like, eight uh, diseases. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't. You I have no idea what they are, but here they are. Because <laughs> I think maybe that's the thing. Like, I feel like I don't want to overwhelm people with it but also I love sharing about it on my podcast and on like on YouTube I've been vlogging my whole journey just to document it because I feel that I don't um I've had like probably because I'm a triple water sign but like severe allergies like both uh food allergies and also like um eczema like I used to when I was a child I would just scratch myself until I bled and like, what can I do? Like, it's like literally self-harm. Like, it, I would just wake up and like, I have like scars and it hurts and it stings and like, I'm itchy and I don't know what to do. It like traumatizes you. Um, but like, now I feel like it's less frequent. So I totally know what it feels like to be itchy all the time. It's <laughs> The itchy and I uh, just like can't sleep. But it's, I think I told you about the emotion code, right? I don't think so. What is the emotion code? So I've actually been learning from two different teachers and authors. One being the emotion code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And 
he basically talks about how your body is like you have like magnetic fields within you and like your atoms and things and you can hold on to trapped emotions like trapped negative emotions and you might not even know that you have them so he teaches you how to do these subconscious muscle tests with your body like you can do it with your fingers like you basically ask yourself do i have a trapped emotion and your body will respond and tell you and there's this whole chart and once you figure out what the emotion is you take a magnet and you run it like over your forehead and across the back of your neck in order to release the motion. And it's because this is like your meridian line in acupuncture. It's like a like a line that's responsible for a lot of stuff in your body. And then you do it. There's like a procedure and and I've done it a lot. It's like an ongoing process. And I felt like the first time I did it, I felt so much different the next day. Like I felt freer. I felt lighter. Like ever since doing that, I've I felt a lot happier. Like I don't feel a lot of anger and resentment. And another thing I've been doing is I've been learning from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of him. Sounds familiar. I talk about him so much and I've I recently discovered him because a lot of other like podcasts and stuff I've listened to talk about him. He basically teaches, it's very similar. Like he teaches you how to use your mind to heal your physical body. So he has different meditations and he goes through how to rewire, reprogram your your mind to just be, yeah, just to help heal your body of different diseases and things like that. Pain or metaphysical reasons for physical pain. I looked into it too because last year, I it probably is like postural or like just like lots of physical reasons. Like I don't sit properly. I still not right now but like uh, my right hip hurt like so much like randomly when I was just getting into like one of my part-time jobs last year that I, I worked at this like consignment store for like three months and like I don't know what happened but like my hip was just getting so bad like it, it happened out of nowhere and like I couldn't really walk like it was going all down my legs and like I just like was so scared I'm like I don't know what to do like I'm I'm paralyzed basically but I can't walk but I need to like work and stuff I did, went to physio and like all the like deep needling and like obviously like, exercise and stuff helped but not really like there was no reason even after the physio was trying to like understand it He's like, oh, maybe it was just, like, because you traveled a lot. Like, I was literally, like, I traveled for, like, a year and a half nonstop, like, to the point where I got sick of airports. I was like, I literally don't want to go to another airport. I know that sounds bougie and stuff, but, like, it was not enjoyable. Like, just traveling was enjoyable, but, like, doing that process and, like, not stretching and, like, all those things. He's like, maybe this was just, like, the last straw. Like, just your body gave up because you're not taking care of like your physical health but then there really was no reason though right because if you get physio it should go away technically or like heal and it just kind of came back and like healed but like still kind of came back and then I kid you not after I left that job where I worked by myself eight hours a day and like uh my boss was a Virgo she fucking drove me insane like, I cannot work with Virgos. I'm so sorry. Maybe Virgo husbands. told me that. Huh? I told you. Um, after I left that job and she, like, 
refused to meet me to even fire me. It was like so strange. Um, after I left the job a week after, since then, not much hip pain. I can totally relate. Last year, when I, oh, there's two instances. So last year I was working on this entrepreneur project. Like I was going to start a lash business with a couple of friends. We spent like over a year on it, but it was really stressing us out. And like, it wasn't the path for us, but I kept hanging on and I was sick, like with a cold during that time. So after I finally decided to quit that project, my cold started like getting better. And then I think shortly after that, I broke up with my ex and then I was completely healed. Like I felt like amazing. <laughs> you know, there, I do like looking into like metaphysical reasons. Cause like, if there's just something that you can't understand, then it's probably not just like a illness. So like, for example, if you were like, you had a cold, they say like colds are because your um your brain is like overthinking like you're over it's a congested think about like a traffic like there's no flow so then you get congestion you get the sniffles like like in in your neck too right like all of that is just like stuck you're overworking yourself or whatever um i know i get a lot of shoulder pain and i like probably it comes from like working with a computer like having an office job but honestly, like I looked into it and they say like uh, upper body, upper, upper back and like your shoulder blades pain means it's a fear of moving forward. Wow. And I've been feeling that for the last two years. Like I don't know how to move forward with my life, even though I know so clearly what I want. But then at the same time, not clearly. Wow, that's so crazy. Like in the emotion code, it will tell you like where each negative emotion is held in the body. Like it'll be like this emotion is in your liver or this is in your sexual organs or this is in your stomach. So I feel like I can totally like I totally believe that stuff. And I feel like right now, like all my health issues are coming up because of all my years and years of like oh, holding sure. up to anger, stress, resentment, literally it's like coming out now because it's a safe place for me to heal. I feel like pain comes last. Mm -hmm. It's held on to like all that trauma. Now that you have the space, the pain's like, hi, <laughs> like, I think that's what happened with my hip because like I was traveling. I was like, go, 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 go. Like just like so stimulated. Like my whole life was so stimulating that like, I had no place to grieve my dad and they say like the hip, um, the right, the left side is like the yin, like the female counterpart and the right side is the, is the masculine energy in your life. So it was like not feeling supported either like financially or like um, in life, like in general by a masculine figure, which could be your dad. Interesting. You shit. That is crazy. I need to look more into that. So my right side always is the pain. Like, I don't feel much pain in the left side because my mom has always been, like, a constant in my life, whereas my dad has been, like, in and out, causing me pain, maybe. But also it has to do with energy, like, your, the energy you exert. Maybe I feel like because I couldn't, I didn't feel like the presence of that masculine energy was in my life, I'm overcompensating. 
I'm overusing my masculine energy when I really need to like balance out. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Like with my whole like hormonal imbalance thing for years, I would have increased testosterone in my body or like my male hormones would be high and I feel like yeah it was because I was using so much masculine energy like it was too much and like just this year I did another test with my doctor and everything is in normal ranges now and I actually feel like I might have a little bit of estrogen dominance like I feel like my estrogen has been a little bit too much so I probably have to balance that too but it's interesting because I feel like these things are like for a reason and it's how your your living and your actions and your thoughts and your habits it's like doing things in your body it's so interesting like if you talk to me about this stuff like two years ago I'd be like what the fuck are you saying like stop bothering me making money moves (laughs) like and now I'm like I'm spiritual I'm healing. No, I totally get it. I feel like, yeah, it's it's all good stuff. I feel like that was like a good conversation. I feel like a lot of people can hopefully relate to all the stuff that we said. And maybe we will have a part two if people right. enjoy it. If you enjoy it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank, thank you. To Nicole for joining me. Let me know if you guys enjoy our very watery conversations. Watery as fuck. Well, even if no one enjoys it, I enjoy it. So I will still be recording these. I mean, like, I'm going through a breakup. This girl wants to talk to me and distract me, and it's great. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. Bye, everyone.